Hello, and welcome to Plantiful Kitchen, the podcast where we talk about cooking delicious and healthy plant-based food. I'm Kevin. I'm a software engineer, opera singer, cat dad, and Brooklyn dweller. And I'm Courtney, a food blogger and vocal pedagogue from Montana, living in Brooklyn. Let's get, get cooking! So, Kevin, what was the, uh, the tastiest thing that you ate this week? The tastiest thing. Tell that me I made about this your week. favorite food. My favorite this food week. that I made was coffee cake. This okay. Week. I made it on Sunday and brought it into work on Monday. Awesome. Because I didn't want to eat all of it by myself. That's always good. You need the out of <laughs> being able to like share it with people right. when really you're just, you know, right. keeping I was watching a great away. British baking show oh. and then got inspired mm-hmm. to make some food. It's good so for I that. So I did it. And I brought it in. It was really tasty. And it also was good because people really liked it and gave me lots of attention, which... Yeah. It validates my attention seeking behavior. <laughs> so it was really it was really good. It was like a a crumb coffee cake. Mm-hmm. And um I'll share the, we'll share the recipe for it. Yeah. Um, that'd be good. Yeah. But it um was vegan, mm-hmm. obviously. Good. One, one would hope. and Meets uh, the criteria yeah, for this podcast. Yeah, and you were supposed to use sour cream in it, and I substituted uh, cream cheese, uh-huh. which was really good. Mm. And then instead of cinnamon, I substituted speculus spice, which is like... What is that? So it's a spice from King Arthur Baking Company. Mm. And so people, I think I got two of these spice packs for Christmas and they have different like holiday themed spices and there's like apple pie spice and pumpkin pie spice and gingerbread That's spice. That's what you gave us. You yeah. gave us two of those. And one yeah. of them is speculus spice. Which always makes me think of speculum, but I know that's something different. <laughs> you don't even know how different. That I don't is. have as much experience with that as, as I assume you do. But it's like it's like cinnamon, cin- cinnamon, mm-hmm. and cardamom and ginger, and it has white pepper in there. Ooh! Uh, so it was really really good. Yeah. And um. And that's all gone. It's all it's all gone. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Just check in. <laughs> yeah. And so I, I made it and brought it in and it was super easy, like a 20, 20 minutes nice. in the oven and twenty minutes to make. It was super fast. Did you use really a bunt a bunt pan? A bunt pan? Bunt. No, I just used a nine by thirteen inch pan. Okay. Um Yeah, it was good. Love it. Yeah. How about Love you? Baked what was good. what was your favorite thing you made this week? Okay, so I ordered on Amazon several weeks ago a three pack of soy curls. Oh, which right. I I posted on this on Instagram a lot. Um and I'd never tried them before. Uh but this week I finally was like, "You know what? Let's dig into those little bags." And um I made them twice. So the first time I made them, it was just a quick lunch. I like um you have to rehydrate them, you know? So I rehydrated them in hot water with some no chicken base and uh, and then drained them. You only have to wait 10 minutes. I What's thought it was no, like... You want to explain what no chicken base is? Um, it's a, a product from Better Than Bouillon. And uh, it, it just basically tastes like very strong vegetable broth. So it's like a, a bouillon cube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Right. But it's in a paste oh, okay. form. Got yeah. It. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. It tastes really good. Uh, so anyway, drained those and then seasoned them with some cumin and um, chili powder, salt, and then put them in a quesadilla after I like pan fried them. Whoa. And uh, they are so good. Have you tried no, soy curls? I never have. Oh my 
my god. Do you still have some? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. They're great and you really didn't affordable. Make any? Huh? You didn't make any for right now? I we just went to the farmers market, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I didn't want to keep them in my pocket. Mm, you didn't want to carry <laughs> soy curls in your purse? <laughs> I didn't want to be the soy curl lady. <laughs> What's that squishing sound, Courtney? Oh, it's just my soy curls. I'm just leaving a trail of soy curls so I can find my way back to the car. Um yeah, but they are excellent. And then and then the next time I made them, I did like a Korean barbecue sauce. Whoa. That so I marinated them in a homemade beefless broth. Okay. Um and then put some of that homemade Korean barbecue sauce with gochujang on it. Mm. And then again pan fried them. And they like like tofu, they soak up the flavor of whatever you um put them with but because they're dehydrated that's all that's Uh all all flavor flavor. that you're injecting into it what's the texture like so at first when they're rehydrated it's very spongy um but when you cook it the outside gets a little crispy it kind of caramelizes um and this was without oil too so it still worked it still got nice and crispy on the edges without oil um and then the inside remains moist so it is really similar to like little strips of chicken honestly delicious yeah it was great um so i'm stoked about soy curls this week so you mentioned that the reason you didn't make soy curls is because we went to the farmer's market. Right, yeah. Should we talk about the farmer's market? Let's do it. Yeah. Tell me about produce this time of year. Yeah. What did so you see? This type of time of year, um, the things that, I mean, it's sort of to what you would think of as your typical fall and wintery, mm. like it just started to get cold in, in New, New York. In New York, yeah. Yeah. And so it... It's sort of what I think of anyways, sort of typical fall and winter farmer's market type of foods. So there's a lot of root vegetables. There's a ton of like beets and all sorts of beautiful rainbow carrots mm-hmm. and parsnips and rutabagas. I had a really interesting conversation with a lady about a rutabaga this morning. Awesome. This rutabaga the size of a, of a volleyball. And she was telling me <laughs> how to cook it. Um, and so there, there are lots of winter squashes still and, um, apples, tons of apples. I don't think the apples are still being picked, Mm. but they're being stored. Okay. Sure. Did you know that if you go to the farmer's market anytime besides like late summer and fall, Mm -hmm. the apples that you get are the apples from the previous year? I did know that, but only because you told me that. Yeah. A couple it's crazy. Ago. And then they have these big warehouses uh-huh. where they like pump out the oxygen and pump in carbon dioxide and they keep it refrigerated and an apple just essentially hibernates and stays fresh all year all year long. Do you think that we could mitigate climate change by pumping buildings full of carbon dioxide <laughs> like that? I don't think so. Damn. Okay. I think because it's still, unless they're buildings in outer space. <laughs> yeah, why can't we pump <laughs> that shit to outer store space? Store our apples in outer space. <laughs> um, and there was broccoli and cauliflower and lots of hearty greens. 
Mm -hmm. bunch of kale. So if we could pick one food to uh, to be the star of the week from the farmer's well, market, what would your star be? So I want to tell you about this meal that I made from all farmer's market foods last did week. Did you really? I did, yeah. A plus. So A last plus. week I went to the farmer's market. It was also the week of the... Um, New York City Marathon, so it was fun to yeah watch all of those people running and then feel guilty and ashamed and, and try and <laughs> of your body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, why am I such a lump? <laughs> and so then I tried to eat healthy that weekend, and it didn't last very long. This is the but, same weekend as the coffee cake. But the I think the <laughs> featured food from the farmers market is the honey nut squash. Have you heard of the honey nut squash? No. So the honey nut squash. From Wikipedia. Uh-huh. It's a winter squash cultivar bred from butternut and buttercup squash. Shut up. And it's delicious. So it looks like a, a butternut squash. Okay. Which are they're really long. Yeah. You can't see because this is a podcast, but I'm holding my hands about a foot apart. Yeah. Um, so uh, butternut, squa or butternut squashes are really long and really delicious, but mm -hmm. they're big. So this yes. is a smaller version of it. It's about half the size of it. It's darker in color. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the same shape? Sort of the same shape as if it would be like you t chopped the top half of a butternut squash off. So the bottom is still a little bit bell-like, but it's just shorter. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. And the flesh is bright, bright orange. Super, super sweet. It's Ooh. really su almost sweet like um, like a yam. It tastes uh -huh. a little bit like a yam or a sweet potato. Uh -huh. And the skin is really thin and you can eat the skin too. So it's like that all, saves so much time. All the best parts of the honey nuts or the butternut squash, <sighs> more delicious. So if you see if you see a honey nut squash, buy it and um, buy it and, and eat it because it was really really good. Did we walk by one of those today? I looked for them and I didn't see okay, them. Okay, good this because week. if I passed one and you didn't tell me about <laughs> it, I would be really upset. No, I didn't. That I looked for them. Really I didn't good. see them. Yeah, it was good. So so how did you cook it? Um. Well, let me talk about the other things. Okay, okay. I'm so sorry. I bought Cutting honey nut squash, and I bought um, lacinato kale, uh -huh. or dinosaur kale, uh -huh. or Tuscan kale. The best kind. It's delicious. Mm -hmm. You bought some of that today. I did. Um, and then I bought some shallots and some beets and some carrots mm -hmm. last week. Okay. I spent forty dollars at the farmers market, <laughs> <laughs> which is best forty dollars. Depending on what you get, can spend. either be a lot of food or like not a lot of food. Yeah. But it was really, it was really good. You certainly don't have to go ape shit at the farmers market like I did. <laughs> and so what I did was I just cut the, I cut the honey nut squash in half and I roasted them. Took the seeds out. There's not very many seeds either. Oh, so it's like a lot of flesh. Yeah. Roasted them in the oven until they were really, really done and caramelized. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then I toasted some pecans with butter and brown sugar mm. and garam masala. Um, curry powder nice. on it uh -huh. um, and garam masala has like um it's got cinnamon in it and i wrote it down because i think it's really interesting have you cooked with it before mm -mm. it has an indian spice blend that has fennel black and white peppercorns mm. cloves cinnamon mace cardamom curry cumin and coriander so it has it's nice. like curry spices but uh -huh. it's like cinnamony and like warm curry spices yeah and with fennel 
Yeah. That would make it it's, kind of licorice-y. Yeah, too. it's really, really good. So I sauteed the pecans and the butter and the and the brown sugar and the curry powder, put them on top of the uh, honey nut squash when uh-huh. I took it out of the oven. Yeah. And then I sauteed the kale with um, the shallots and put in some apples, some chopped up apples in there, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. that too. It was really delicious. That sounds really good. Yeah, it was really good. What else did we get at the... Oh, I got uh, some beets and carrots, mm-hmm. some rainbow carrots, and just roasted the daylights out of those, and mm-hmm. they're so sweet and so delicious. Yeah. It's unbelievable how sweet like the beets and carrots can be. Have you ever had... Like a carrot or anything out of the garden, really, that you freshly picked and then immediately ate. Yes. What was it? A carrot. I did, too. It's so good. It's so good. It tastes, it sounds stupid, but it tastes so much like carrot. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. It has so much, like, carrot Uh flavor. Like, the way you wish carrots always tasted. Could always taste, right. Yeah. Not, it's not your, like, baby carrots. No. Which are those, a fraud. Those are trash. Baby carrots are a fraud. You know, they're not their own thing. They're just carrots that are chopped up into pieces, and uh-huh. then they put them through a tumbler to, like, curve the edges. But so it, much waste. Yeah. Well, then I think they use the carrot uh, the carrot trimmings for other things. Carrot cake? Maybe. They have a bakery outside. <laughs> they just right. ship all of the shavings to the For every bakery. bag of baby carrots, there's <laughs> two carrot cakes. Ooh, now I might be on board. Okay, so, Kevin, let's talk about health. Okay. Um, It is November. Yes. And uh, this month, I don't know if you know, is National Alzheimer's Disease Awareness Month. Mm. So, usually in this segment, uh, (laughs) you have a look of fear. Alzheimer's disease is so sad. (laughs) It's It's terrifying. It's so sad. And it's awful. And it's terrifying. Yeah. Both of those things. It's terrifying and awful. Yeah. Yeah. so because of the just how um, devastating this disease is and because there's there really seems to be a lack of. Are you my daughter? It's so don't joke. <laughs> so sad. So sad. I'm laughing to avoid the tears. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so because of that, uh, we're just going to spend a little more time on this disease than we might in the future for Great. something. Um, so hopefully in the future, we can talk about like foods that are associated with minimizing risk for developing certain chronic diseases. Like, let's talk about blueberries and th- why the antioxidants are so good. Um, but we're going to do something a little different today and you know what the whole alzheimer's thing is fitting because the holidays are coming up and most of us are probably going to spend the holidays with one relative who has been diagnosed with alzheimer's probably christmas yeah Hmm. uh dan's grandmother Hmm. has alzheimer's oh that's really sad yeah she does not recognize her children most of the time now Mm. the grandchildren definitely not now it's her children um it's yeah it's really sad what food can she eat from the the farmer's market to make her better i don't think we're gonna get that sort of good news out of today but i am gonna tell you a little bit of what i learned um i'm gonna cite some studies and all of those will be linked in the show notes so 
please don't take my word for it. I'm not a doctor, but if you're curious, do um, follow these links and uh, and do some research for yourself. According to a 2018 study by the CDC, the U.S. burden of Alzheimer's disease and related dementias will double by 2060, um, which which is crazy. I don't I don't know that anyone really knows, but it is a disease that's on the rise. Um, the burden is projected to grow from one point six percent of the U.S. population which this is a 2014 statistic, to 3.3% of the U.S. population by 2060. Now, this is assuming that climate change hasn't decimated the population by then. Um, but if we, all, if we survive, a lot of us will have Alzheimer's. We, we probably can't help people who've already been diagnosed. Right. But there could be things that we can do to minimize our risk. I wonder if, well, you do your thing and then I'll, I'll tell them I wonder. Okay. All right. So um, a 2011 analysis published in the Lancet Journal, which I don't know if you know, is one of the world's most prestigious medical journals. So this is not just like published on BuzzFeed. Right. This is a an analysis published in in The Lancet suggests that up to half of Alzheimer's cases could have been prevented with lifestyle changes, which is amazing because I think most of us assume this is a genetic thing. Like we're playing Russian roulette with our genes and either we're going to get it or we're not. But this analysis suggests that half could be prevented with lifestyle changes. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, obviously one factor of lifestyle is diet. So what what dietary changes could potentially prevent Alzheimer's? Um, I found a lot of information on copper, interestingly mm. enough, and saturated fat in the diet. As being causes of potentially potential causes. Yes. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, so in... The Chicago Health and Aging Project, thousands of elderly Chicagoans were followed for six years. Those who were getting the highest copper doses, largely from their multivitamins, combined with a diet high in saturated fats, they lost cognition as if they had aged 19 years in the period of those six years. So they tripled their rate of cognitive decline. Um, However, copper intake was not associated with cognitive change when the diet was not high in saturated fats. Okay. So based on this project, the Chicago Health and Aging Project, we can gather that if your diet is high in copper, either from the foods that you're eating or a multivitamin, you should watch your saturated fat intake. That's so interesting. Yeah. I wonder, so the thing I was going to say is, I wonder if that has anything to do with like the quality of diets decreasing within the past 50 or 60 oh, years. Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it does. And it seems like, like if you're eating food, I don't, I'm not going to put blame on anybody yes. or, or anything like that, but a non-nutritious diet that is high in saturated fats mm-hmm. and low in like nutrients to where you feel like you need to take a supplement Mm -hmm. the combination of the two which just reflects a poor diet right 
is probably a contributing factor. Yeah, I think uh, a lack of a nutritious diet and also um, just the the sedentary lifestyles that most of us are leading. I'm sure those are two big contributing factors. And uh, I'm planning on the next episode that we do in at the very end of November. We'll talk more about a potential um, change we people can make to avoid Alzheimer's so this the whole two episodes you'll get in November we'll talk about Alzheimer's I hope you don't get Alzheimer's before then I do too thank you just hope it in general so here's what I'm going to suggest based on this information um first of all we should be eating foods that are high in antioxidants Okay. And we should be avoiding foods that are high in saturated fats. So let's just focus on antioxidants really quickly. There are compounds in plant foods that not only scavenge free radicals and prevent oxidative damage, but are also known to chelate. I think that's how you say it. Or they bind up um, medical metals, potentially making them additionally protective against the onset of Alzheimer's. And that's a direct quote from um, an article in nutritionfacts.org. And again, I'll link to that article um, in the show notes. So anyway, yes, the uh, antioxidants can help remove copper and other um, metals that have built up in the brain. Okay, so what should we do with that information? First of all, check your multivitamin. (laughs) Make sure you're not eating copper in your multivitamin. Reduce your saturated fat intake and eat more antioxidants. And a great way to do that is to swap beef, which is high in iron, a heavy metal, and saturated fat. Swap that for black beans, which are low in saturated fat and very high in antioxidants. So maybe swap that hamburger for a black bean burger. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, In that half of the Game Changers documentary Mm -hmm. that I watched. Yeah. um, Asterisk. You know, this might be totally misremembered information. But one Mm -hmm. of the things that they said that plants have more antioxidants than any meat so even like foods that i have heard of as being high in antioxidants like salmon and it's supposed to be like good for you because it's high in antioxidants even iceberg lettuce which has more antioxidants than salmon yeah it's crazy sure you might get some antioxidants from salmon but why not choose a handful of blueberries right and just blow it blow it out of the water it falls under the category of it can't hurt might help yeah why to not? eat blueberries? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, why not? Well, and make even like... That swap. That swap. Sure. Right. And it's also cheaper, right? It's better for the environment. It's more affordable. A can of black beans is 99 cents. Dried black beans are even cheaper. I've just, I just climbed up on my soapbox <laughs> and I feel so tall on it. I feel so powerful on my soapbox. Uh, anyway, we'll talk more later about recipe ideas for swapping black beans for for beef cool but i'm just going to introduce that idea i already have an idea that i'm really excited to talk i can't wait to hear it uh before then i would love to hear your cooking tips oh yeah absolutely so it can take forever to roast vegetables and i think that it is one of the things like that makes it hard 
to want to roast vegetables for dinner because it's like it takes 45 minutes to an mm. hour to to roast them and so um a tip for and this is applicable to everybody not just vegans if you just mm-hmm. maybe you'll eat more vegetables if it's easier to roast them but what you can do is for vegetables that are pretty hearty i wouldn't do this with like a leafy vegetable like a brussels sprout sure or um asparagus i probably wouldn't do this with but like a root vegetable or a squash what you can do is you can put your vegetables in the microwave for 10 minutes before you roast them and so what that does is it um heats them up obviously it cooks them a little bit Uh and it lets a lot of moisture out of the vegetable Ah. and so the delicious part about vegetables being roasted in the oven is yes it cooks them but the really part that's good is the caramelization right and so all of the natural sugars like we were talking about before with the beets and the carrots they caramelize and go through the maillard reaction and taste just the what maillard reaction the what now caramelization process that's what it's called yeah the process of caramelization is called the maillard reaction why what is the reaction test kitchen i don't know it's like the carbohydrates turning into like one type of sugar turning into another type of sugar and concentrating yeah let me get back to you on more detail on that that's so cool but that can't happen unless a certain amount of the moisture is gone. And so the whole okay. 45 minutes that yeah. you've got in the oven, if you don't microwave them beforehand, it's just evaporate. Like the moisture is just coming out of the vegetables and they're not caramelizing. Mm. They're not getting that delicious flavor. So that explains why <laughs> steamed vegetables taste so much worse yeah. than vegetables <laughs> right. cooked in another nothing, way. Nothing is caramelizing. Mm-hmm. And um, if you do this thing first where you microwave them in the oven first, then you can turn your oven up really hot, like 450 or 475, uh-huh. which would be hotter probably than you would want to roast vegetables. Sure. Because number one, they wouldn't, on the they wouldn't cook, right? They yeah. burn on the outside and wouldn't cook on the inside. But the microwave already starts to cook them. Okay. So you can microwave them for 10 minutes. Let them dry off a little bit Mm because they'll be wet when you take them out of the microwave. Mm -hmm. Drain whatever it is. Toss them with oil or not Mm -hmm. if you don't want to cook with oil. Put them in a 450 or 475 degree oven for like 15 to 20 minutes. Uh And you'll have like a beautifully, perfectly roasted vegetable. In like half the time. In half the time. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's really, really good. I'm going to need to play around with that. Yeah. And you can roast like... The I did this last week with the beets. I bought these giant beets, mm-hmm. and I cut them into like pretty thick wedges, which would normally take forever. Yes, yeah. But I microwaved them. I think for ten or twelve minutes first, and then drained off all of the bloody beet juice, <laughs> and then roasted them for just twenty minutes, and they were like caramelized and like crunchy on the outside but the inside Mm. was still super cooked and tasted Uh like really earthy and beady yeah it was fantastic that sounds so good i also did this with um carrots Uh like spring carrots and it was at the beginning of like the farmer's market season where you can get like new carrots Uh and they're like really small yeah so I didn't even skin them. I didn't chop them up. I just microwaved them for 10 minutes and then put them in in the oven to roast. And it's like beautiful little roasted baby carrots that were so good. Not the fake That's baby awesome. carrots, the real no, baby carrots. No, not the fakers. <laughs> and then you like um, salt and pepper. Yeah. Kosher salt or mm-hmm. um, 
regular salt. Yeah, it salt. is. It's fascinating how little additives you need when you cook things well, yeah, you know? Right. It takes less seasoning to make them taste amazing. Uh, I wonder how that would work with, like, breakfast potatoes. Yeah, I think it would be good. It's, like, made in a pan, yeah. you think? Yeah. Because those take forever they to do. cook. Because the, the problem is the inside of them yeah. cooking. That is Another, really smart. I'm going to try mean, that. So I can talk about it later in another episode, but there's a, a really good tip for if you cook with oil for mm -hmm. cooking breakfast potatoes like that in order to use less oil. And what you oh. can do, I learned this from America's Test Kitchen. <laughs> Subtle plug. Yeah. What you can do is you can spray your um, baking sheet mm -hmm. with nonstick cooking spray Okay. first. And then you can put two or three tablespoons of oil directly onto the cooking sheet. And so the um, the nonstick spray has lecithin in it, mm -hmm. which is a nonstick agent. And it allows the smaller amount of oil to spread out more evenly across the pan. Uh -huh. So rather than the oil, it seems like a weird concept, like the oil getting stuck on the pan. It doesn't get stuck and it spreads out more evenly in a really thin layer. So you can use less oil and then you put your potatoes on that. Uh -huh. And it makes a really nice, like, crispy, browned breakfast potato Interesting. if you want to use oil yeah you can use less oil mm -hmm. and still have a really nice breakfast potato hmm. that's really cool should we just briefly talk about plant-based thanksgiving let's talk about it because i i feel like it's the only chance we have this year to yeah. talk about yeah vegan thanksgiving i'm pretty new to vegan thanksgiving you are this is your first one well First one as for me vegan. as being vegan. Yeah. yeah. But the previous one, I was vegetarian and we had mm -hmm. it all vegan Thanksgiving anyway. <laughs> okay. Okay. But I have definitely experienced how annoying it is mm. for vegans on Thanksgiving from yeah. being with, with Will on mm -hmm. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. Yeah. No one thinks about them. Oh. No one helps you. Of course you wouldn't. No one wants to accommodate you. Yeah. Yeah. The last two Thanksgivings? Uh, I've been the, the cook, the only cook. Really? I've cooked Is the whole thing. Back feast. in Montana or yeah. here? Okay. Yeah. Because uh, the first one was with my in laws and they handed the baton to me. Oh, no. uh, and the second one was with my family. And like I said, my mom don't cook. <laughs> so it was, uh, it's all, yeah. So it seems like either you will be hungry or you will be cooking. Did you cook all plant-based food? Mm hmm Yeah. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Awesome. If yeah. they wanted something, they could fucking make it. <laughs> Do it yourself. Do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, Should we cuss on this? Sure. Can we not? say the fuck word? The F word? I think so. Okay, cool. I want to be able to. I have like a hardcore <laughs> vegan cooking podcast. <laughs> Our intro song is just heavy metal. <laughs> oh, God. Um... Yeah, so it's tough being vegan on Thanksgiving, for sure. Mm -hmm. Should we talk about our Thanksgiving? Uh, yeah, so uh, we'll we'll post photos on, um, on Instagram, but this year we and a few friends who are not vegan, actually, are spending the holiday in upstate New York at a lovely Airbnb, and we're going to make the biggest 
most delicious vegan Thanksgiving dinner there ever was. It's going to be gonna great. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have all the usual things except for the turkey. Like, I'm making the same stuffing recipe I make every year, which we'll talk about a little later. We're going to have mashed potatoes. We're going to have sweet potatoes. We're going to have pie. We're going to have everything. We're going to have a cheese wheel, for God's sake. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Should we talk about what you can do if you... Yeah, let's talk about what you can do if you are going to a non-vegan Thanksgiving. Sure. Or -hmm. if you are not vegan but want to have a vegan dish at your Thanksgiving for people, Mm -hmm. um, like a change that you could make. That's hard. Um, Because you could potentially only be able to eat what you bring. Yeah. That's pretty likely. Yeah. Uh, What would you do in that situation? I think I would bring something... But, (laughs) um, yeah, like I would probably make mashed potatoes. Okay. Like you could make mashed potatoes vegan really, really easily. Yes. Just buy some earth balance Mm -hmm. or some margarine Mm -hmm. or if you want to get fancy, like Miyoko's cultured butter. That stuff is good. It's delicious. By the way. And some nut milk. It doesn't Mm -hmm. even really matter what kind of nut milk, like not flavored. You don't want to get vanilla soy milk, but... I found though almond milk in mashed potatoes is not good. Oh, it's too sweet. Soy milk for is me. good. Soy milk like is really good. Soy milk. Yes, yeah. that's what I usually use. But almond milk is, it's sweet. It's weird. And I would pay someone a hundred dollars if they could tell the difference between a dollar if they could tell, <laughs> tell the difference between that and regular mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. Yeah. So you could, if I were going to a non-vegan Thanksgiving, and I was only going to bring one thing, I would just bring that. Mm-hmm. And just eat mashed potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good dinner to me. You could, you know what you could do is you could bring uh, your mashed potatoes. You could bring some sort of Beyond Meat product. Yeah. And then you can probably eat the cranberry sauce. Yeah. That's on the table. And you might be able to eat one of the, if the people make a vegetable dish, you might be able to eat that too. Right. Depending on if they've used like butter or olive oil but hopefully if they know that you're coming they will at least make, make an one effort. thing yeah. that you can eat and if they don't you deserve better than that honestly my thanksgivings feel just as indulgent and exciting as all all of my meat-based thanksgivings did you know yeah. i don't feel like i'm missing out on usually anything. usually thanksgiving turkey is not the best part anyway look it is never good <laughs> i always in the past i always took a tiny bit because i felt like i had to because it, it's right. thanksgiving right no one ever likes it because though. it's not it's never it's never a good idea i mean i have all sorts of meat cooking tips from when i was not uh-huh. vegan or vegetarian that i'm not going to share <laughs> uh, but it's not a good you can't cook a whole turkey mm. like that evenly because it's different thicknesses and different parts of it that cook at different temperatures. And so it's you... so big, it's taking up different zones in the oven. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bad idea. So listen, it's going to be better. You're trying to get all... I think it comes from like Victorian feast era yeah. of like having a giant cooked bird on the table and that's right. how we show that we're rich. And yeah. It's outdated. It is. Let's not do it. No. it did, No one likes it anyway. That's Can, the thing. Cancel the turkey order. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
on to our bi-weekly plant-based challenge. So this is for hopefully all the lovely people listening who uh, are interested in moving toward a plant-based diet. They're not ready to switch overnight. I know I wasn't. It's a big change. It is a big change. I didn't switch overnight either. I don't. I mean, I know some people do, but I think most people, it's like a slow thing. For me, the hardest part was dairy. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, hopefully we can give you some easy ideas of changes you can make to move in that direction. And going back to the Alzheimer's thing, uh, this challenge is to move from beef to black beans. Cool. So easy peasy ways people can do that. Go. What are your ideas? Use black beans and chili instead of beef. Yes. Good one. Uh, <laughs> That's uh, the only pick <laughs> a, example. Uh, this is literally just a brainstorm right now. Yeah, it uh, is. Pick a black bean burger, mm-hmm. like a veggie burger at a burger place instead yeah. of a burger. Black beans in tacos. Oh, yeah. You can even use the same taco seasoning packet. Oh, yeah. Like my mom did with those bell peppers. Oh, that's it. I just referenced our, <laughs> our episode zero. Go listen to episode zero. <laughs> um, what else can you do? You can really any, I feel like any Mexican food, that's an easy swap. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You. I mean, if you, <laughs> if you have ground beef in something, really the beef is not the important part right so you could use Mm -hmm. the same seasonings you would use for the ground beef use the black beans mash them up a little bit Mm -hmm. with a fork that way they don't just fall out right so Mm -hmm. they still have some some texture like where where would you use ground beef you use it you would i i think i mainly used it in like spaghetti and then mexican food yeah so uh an easy swap for honestly with spaghetti just leave it out yeah just put in some more vegetables add in some fresh basil it's really good yeah you don't don't really need it i like mushrooms yeah mushrooms are good you know what i learned from again america's test kitchen i'm sure you already know this tip (laughs) so this isn't a black bean tip but it is a, a bean tip so i'm gonna count it um for a bolognese, bolognese, yeah, they bolognese, yeah, bolognese, yeah. they uh, they use chickpeas and they kind of mash them up a little bit. They like cut them up and then they rinsed them off to remove some of the starch mm-hmm. and then put them in a pan with like garlic and onions oh. and then added the marinara sauce to that. Oh, cool. Um, cut but, them up and then rinse them. Yes. Yeah. Interesting, wow. right? They yeah. blitzed them in in their food processor a little bit and then rinsed them off. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll have to try that. I know. It was a cool idea, but it looked really good. And the test kitchen lady said she didn't miss, miss the meat. She didn't miss the miss. <laughs> <at all>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, start with Mexican food, I would say. Yeah. It's the easiest. Well, like That's a thing that you could do easily if you go out to a mexican restaurant mm-hmm. instead of a beef taco get a bean taco yeah and it's better for the environment better for your health maybe mm-hmm. better for the cow for sure for sure 
Cows can be better off. <laughs> yeah, or like instead of beef on your nachos, have beans on your nachos. Yeah. Even if you still have cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we're only talking about swapping beef for beans right. this week. Yeah. So this is just a one one week challenge. Yeah, hopefully the challenges will build upon each other. But yeah. you know what? If you're just going to do it for a week, that's okay. And maybe maybe during that week... You decide never to do it again, but then you discover that you really like bean tacos. Yeah. You know what I learned about black beans this week? Do tell. I learned <laughs> because I I have dry beans. I quit buying cans just because my kitchen is so small and it's easier to store dry beans. Right. Uh, so I pressure cooked them for, I think, 25 minutes, my black beans. And when they were done, they were so tasty like the flavor you get from beans cooked from dry is so much more um unique and kind of nutty and meaty it's they're just much better than canned beans i've done that too yeah did you cook them with flavor in the water or just water and beans i did a little bit of salt that was it yeah Mm-hmm. I've done them like that in the pressure cooker yeah. from dry. Fantastic. I did them with like pinto beans uh-huh. and then made my own refried beans. Yeah, I've done that too. Fantastic. Uh-huh. But just cook them, like throw some garlic cloves, throw some bay leaves in there, yep. some salt, mm-hmm. and maybe a bouillon cube. Mm-hmm. Why not? Um, pressure cook them and you almost don't, you could like eat them out of the pot. That's what I found myself doing. I was just popping them in my mouth like Delicious. popcorn. Right. It was like, these are snacks. Yeah. They could be snacks throughout the week. Anyway, so play around with black beans. I once worked with the guy who, he was like a, a muscly guy. You could tell he was like trying to build muscle. Uh-huh. His lunch was uh, two cans of black beans that he opened and dumped into a bowl. <laughs> Cold. <laughs> And he would eat the black beans and the bean juice, just a pile, <laughs> a pile of black beans. So while that was a vegan lunch, and I support that, it was weird and gross. You're not gonna get anyone wanting to like copy you. No one's gonna get excited about that. Cans of cold beans. No. My mother-in-law has never cooked a vegan-friendly meal for us, and we've been vegan for only almost three years now. So it's it's not a fad for us. Does she, obviously, does she blame you for transforming her son? Into I think a they vegan? do. Yeah, I think <laughs> they think he married a, a little hippie girl, hmm. um, which is funny because like my dad, my family is very redneck. Um, <laughs> anyway, she finally tried to make us. A vegan meal. Usually she would be like, well, you cook something and bring it over for dinner. She tried to make us a vegan chili one time. And Dan told her, mom, it's really easy. Just leave out the meat. Yeah. Do everything else like you would. Everything else is the same. But poor, poor sweet Robin. She didn't substitute the meat with anything. Usually you would think, okay, I'm losing two cups of meat. I'll add just, in two cups of beans. Was it just tomatoes? It was one cup of beans or like one can of like the bad beans, though. The ones that are like oddly yellowish red. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Um, And then tomatoes, diced canned tomatoes. And she noticed this is very thin. (laughs) This is not the texture chili would usually be. (laughs) So she thickened it with cornstarch. Oh, no. So it was cornstarch 
much water <laughs> with a couple of beans and tomatoes floating around. That sounds terrible. All of that to say, if you're going to make a chili, just use more beans right, right. to replace right, the meat. Right. Don't just leave them out. Yeah. Just replace yeah. it. If you're going to do the challenge this week, that's a good one if you want to cook it. And then you could have leftovers for lunch. You could yes. do it, take a chili recipe that you like. Just swap out the yep. meat for... You could do that with your uh, squash, too. Yes, you that could. That you've got... Mm-hmm. If you happen to have gone to the farmer's market in Park Slope and have a squash that you don't know what to do with. Maybe they do. You could dice it and put it in a chili with some beans. Yeah. It would be really good. Easy. Um, If you do this challenge with us this week, use the hashtag beef to beans. That's T-O, not the number two. So beef to beans. And we look forward to seeing... What you come up with. Have we said what our Instagram is? I'll say it at the end okay. of the show. It's going to be a surprise. Beef to beans. Beef to beans. Hashtag beef to beans. Okay, let's move on. What are we talking about next? Oh, recipe rehab. So this is a fun part of our show where in the future we will we will choose a recipe to rehab for the week, a non-vegan recipe that we will then veganize. Right. Um, and we'll just share with you how we did it. So this Great. week, what did what did you uh, rehab? Well, this week I I was going to um, talk about this German chocolate cake that I made mm-hmm. vegan mm-hmm. from regular. <laughs> but, but I think in the spirit of Thanksgiving, I think I'll talk about some Thanksgiving dishes that I have made vegan yeah. that um, were delicious mm-hmm. and um, some tips for, for that. So the, That's like, good. the mashed potatoes mm-hmm. are easy. So yes. mashed potatoes, you just get some vegan butter. Mm-hmm. Earth Balance is a good brand. So substitute the vegan butter and then... Um, a, a nut milk for the for the milk mm-hmm. or cream and if you want to use heavy cream in your mashed potatoes which i know some people do mm-hmm. you could just add more butter because really the only thing that the heavy cream does is it has more fat right in it yeah and so you could also make mashed potatoes with just butter which is what i have done in the past too <laughs> and it's really really good <laughs> And then another recipe that I have made vegan, a Thanksgiving one, is green bean casserole. Oh, right. You were with the me onions that. on top. Mm-hmm. First of all, those onions, those fried onions in the can, they're vegan already. So you don't have to do anything. Surprise. You just dump them on. And then for the um, cream of mushroom sauce, what I ended up doing, this recipe, which we can share out through our Instagram, mm-hmm. um, it takes mushrooms and you saute mushrooms in a pan with some olive oil or butter or what have you and then it's really interesting what you do is you take a russet potato and one carrot and you boil them until they're tender Mm -hmm. and then you stick them in the food processor and blend them up Mm -hmm. with um, some miso Mm -hmm. and nutritional yeast and garlic salt and just spices and flavorings and then you put the mushrooms in with that you could even blitz some of the mushrooms that you've cooked in with that um, yeah paste that would be good and so it turns sort of yellow because of the carrot mm-hmm. 
and it's really creamy and cheesy and mushroomy. Mm-hmm. And you just mix it up with your green beans, mm-hmm. either canned or fresh, depending on how you roll. Your preference. I like fresh. Mm-hmm. And then put the um, put the uh, onions on top. Yeah. And it's great. It's delicious. It sounds good. And I like what I like about that is the starch in the potato creates the creaminess that yeah. you would get from literally chicken fat. Yeah. Right? Oh, is that what it is? is that what it in is cream of mushroom, mushroom soup, I'm pretty sure it's chicken fat. Oh. I might need to fact check that. I but think you might I'm be right. pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. That just glob of saturated fat that comes out and holds its shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then add some, you know, soy milk to make it the right consistency uh-huh. to be like a soupy consistency. Mm-hmm. And it's delicious. It doesn't taste exactly like cream of mushroom soup, but it's mushroomy and creamy and a little cheesy. Uh-huh. And it's really good. Just what you want. Miso and nutritional yeast are like get Power used couple. to get used to hearing a lot about them. <laughs> Yeah, we're not even going to say nutritional yeast from now on. It's just nooch. Nooch. <laughs> that makes me really uncomfortable. Nooch. There it is. Mm-hmm. Can we get t-shirts? Nooch. There it is. Nooch. There it is. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, absolutely. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Um. So I'll be sharing this recipe on my uh, my website, notlikemama.com, but... Uh, the thing, the Thanksgiving thing I have veganized for a long time. And actually before that, so when I was kind of vegetarian, kind of not, um, I quit eating pork because we'd just gotten a dog and I was like, pigs are smarter than dogs. I can't eat pigs anymore. So, uh, this recipe that I veganized is my grandmother's and it calls for a pork sausage, the Jimmy Dean sage Oh, yeah. Sausage. Uh-huh. So years and years ago, before I went vegan, I replaced the pork sausage with turkey ground meat, ground turkey meat. Um, so I had to figure out how to season it to taste like, like Jimmy porks. Dean yeah, yeah. pork, sage, sage and maple sausage. Um, so then when I went to veganize it, I just swapped out the turkey for meatless crumbles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I just use Life Life Light. Or is it Light Life? Life Life. Life Life. Light Life. Life Light. That one brand. That's available <laughs> everywhere. Um, but those meatless crumbles work really well. Um, all I do is this is not an oil-free recipe. I have it twice a year and I eat the shit out of it because <laughs> it is so good. Um but I take a whole stick of vegan butter and saute an onion in it, mm-hmm. red onion, mm-hmm. and then add the meatless crumbles to that with my Jimmy Dean mock what flavoring. Is that? What is that? What's the flavoring? So the original flavor is, I think it's sage and maple or maple and sage. Yeah. So I use a lot of fresh sage that I cook in with the onion okay. and the butter. Do you take the leaves out afterward or you leave it in there? I leave it in. Leave it in. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I use some maple. Okay. And then a lot of black pepper, okay. a lot of salt, and um, some some maple syrup. Oh, and did I say that? Yeah. I did. Um, and then crushed red chili flakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds it's great. pretty basic, but it tastes just like I remember. And, and then you so put good. that in with the bread? So then I mix it with breadcrumbs. 
and celery. Okay. Diced celery. And this just recently when I was finalizing this recipe to post it, um, I added in a little bit of vegetable broth because I've noticed. So originally this recipe gets a lot of fat from the sausage plus the whole stick of butter. Right. So now I'm missing all the fat that comes from the sausage. So I just subst, I, I added, um, veggie broth to soak into the bread a little bit and it actually worked really well the stuff on the bottom stayed kind of moist and then the stuff on the top got really crunchy just like you like it you know you gotta gotta get the crunch you need all the different textures like is it like a stuffing where it's not never intended to be stuffing inside something yes exactly does it hold together well when you scoop it no it doesn't hold together it, the bottom part does, I yeah. guess. Does your did your recipe have eggs in it? No. The original one. Nope. Oh, okay. Nope. No. Um. Yeah. Anyway, if you want a, a meaty, kind of spicy, sagey stuffing, uh, check out check out the recipe, and we'll have a link on our Instagram account. That sounds delicious. You it's really good. I'm excited to share it with you. Any you could use like. Beyond Meat. You could. You could use Beyond Sausage. I tried Beyond Meat last year and I didn't like it as much because I think the Life Life, (laughs) the Light Life uh, brand of Meatless Crumbles is just more neutral. I wonder if the Beyond Meat already has like beefy flavor. I think that's what it is. And you want it to taste like your sausage. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I love it. Sounds good. I can't wait to try it. It's so good. I'm going to give it a review of one to five stars. Okay. And I'll report back to our listeners. You know what one of the best parts of this recipe is? And this is, again, from the original. Two tablespoons of poultry seasoning. Interesting. It's so good. And poultry seasoning is still vegan. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like different. Just a blend of spices. Of spices. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's good. My mom bought me a... This was years ago. I don't know why I thought of this just now. A trio of garlic seasoning spices called Ooh. garlic gasm. <laughs> it's like my mother is handing me spices that have the word orgasm on them. <laughs> That's all. That's all I wanted to share. <laughs> I'm so glad you did, though. <laughs> um i think that's all we've got for this week so that was good yeah yeah okay so join us next week as we wrap up alzheimer's awareness month we talk about more lifestyle changes to make to hopefully prevent to dodge that bullet yeah that's a major bullet it's a big one it's like a shotgun it's a copper bullet (laughs) yeah Right. Mm. I listened. You did. Good job. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about our Thanksgiving and how that went um, and the delicious things that we made. I will rate Courtney's stuffing Thanksgiving recipe. So It'll be uh, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> That's how good it is. <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm that excited for it. So make sure you follow us on Instagram at Our Plantiful Kitchen. You can find all of our recipes on Instagram and at notlikemama.com. That's it. And make sure to use the hashtag beef to beans if you do our weekly, our bi-weekly challenge. Beef to beans. So happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. Happy cooking. Hello. 
I'm Kevin. I'm a software engineer and opera singer. That's it. <laughs> uh, Let's get, get cooking. cooking. Oh my god, it's so cheesy. A Secret Weapon Production.